0: How many mics do we... Government, the other day. Write I... it away. Write it away. Smokey <laughs> on the mic like an old petrol. My mind can't remember how many asteroids that an And no one's from the old school. Cause rappers still a brand new tool, I say. This is the same old new school. I am one of your hosts, Idris Goodwin. I'm your other host. My name is Kevin Koval. And uh, what do we do here, Kevin Koval? What do we do here every week on Vocalo Radio? Well listen man We pull from This week
1: In the hip hop headlines We Talk about the future We talk about the now We bring it back And we try to make sense of it all But through particularly A hip hop central lens I would say Is that fair? I like
0: that I think that's so accurate It almost hurts Wow Yeah. So, you know, how's it feel, man? New format. You know, we were on IG live and now we are on terrestrial radio. In addition to our normal podcast. Did you did you happen to catch it? Did you happen to tune in? Well, look, look. I love. It feels like we
1: took the training wheels off. You know what I mean. We got like a, a big boy bike. You know what I mean. And now we're just we're in the flow. We're pedaling. Shout out, super producer Justin Mayer. Shout out to good folks at Vocalo Radio for giving us this live to Saturday uh, look on 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 the radio. And uh, for real, for real. Shout out everyone who, who listens, man. I mean, you know, it's it's great. How do you feel about it?
0: Oh, I think this is fantastic, man. This is like uh, when you were a, a young Kevin Koval, a younger, excuse me, you're still very young. <laughs> the when you were reminds. a younger Kevin Koval, I mean, I don't know about you, man, but we're from kind of roughly the same era, like being on the radio, being on the radio, man. I don't know. It's something about that, talking about the music you love. I mean, it's kind of, I kind of feel like, I've arrived. I'm kind of like, I'm good. Like, I think I'm good. You know, as as you know, I'm I'm currently
1: reading uh, Rakim's memoir, uh, Sweat the Technique. And he talks about hearing his song on the radio from a car the first time. And he actually went up to, like, the car and was like, yo, what are you doing on my tape? And, like, Mm -hmm. got, you know, like, aggro with the dude in the car. And the guy's like, fam, your song's on the radio i'm uh, trying to enjoy your uh,
0: your lyrical yeah. prowess if you don't mind <laughs>
1: right that's such and, a you
0: can picture rakim doing that too just like yo what you doing playing the god's music you know? <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm, I'm i'm excited to hear us on the radio and and your
1: various impressions did you know like he lives in connecticut i know man he has a whole compound where he just makes beats like he just he, honestly, like, he was telling me about it when he came in to do a lot of a bomb, you know, last year or whatever it was. I know that's a subtle flex, but. Um, yeah, no, you
0: just dropped that. Be careful, Kevin. You just dropped that, man. Watch it. <laughs> <Those> <laughs> I know. Butter I fingers.
1: know. <laughs> no, I know. But he was he was saying, like, he has, like, a whole compound. He just, like, you know, he's got grandkids, man. Rakim, the yeah. God, has grandkids. Yeah, you shit.
0: Know? Yo, come here. The God, the God, gonna pull a quarter out your ear, man. <laughs> You pull the God's finger. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's my, you know. And I often uh, imagine Martha Stewart, you know, who also lives in Connecticut, just coming by the crib. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I ain't doing nothing, Martha. You know what I'm saying? The guy was just uh, making some salmon with some fresh capers, you know. And then like uh, Martha Stewart's like, well, well, Rakim, I happen to have some fresh sage from the garden. We could chop that up, Perhaps and some creme fraiche would go lovely. What's today's math? <laughs>
1: Yo, you know, Martha Stewart kind of be knowing today's math, though.
0: Oh, she knows today's math. It's all a, It's all a, it's all an act. Um, well, anyway, Kevin, Cooley, this is the same old new school. We got some topics to get into. We can't sit here listening to my bad Rakim impressions for half an hour straight because good gosh, but gosh, good golly, Miss Molly. Do you know what happened 20 years ago? Roughly around this time, Kevin. Well,
1: I think it dates both of us, but it is the 20th (laughs) anniversary of Erica Badu's album, Mama's Gun. Idris, what were you doing in in the year 2000?
0: In the year 2000, I was, uh, what was I doing in 2000? I was living in Chicago. I think I had just graduated. I had just graduated college. I had just graduated Columbia College. How how big were your pants at that point? Uh, you know, they were they were sizable. They were sizable. They were they a were good, respectable size. You know, How, how many striped uh, button downs did you own? I probably had a few. Probably had a number. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might have been rocking. That might have been like my V-neck sweater phase. I don't know. I brought, oh, yeah, no, we all went through it. We were susceptible to that. And how many
1: Kangos did you rock at that time?
0: I probably had one or two. I, I think I was still rocking fitteds. I, I think okay. I was rocking fitted ball caps in that era. I think I was also starting my rap group with super producer Justin Mayer in 2000. And I think we were, like, booking concert, we were booking parties in, like, basements and back rooms of bars. I think that's when that era was starting up. And do you remember Erica Badu's record coming out? Of course, man. I was a huge Erica Badu fan, because, speaking of Chicago, that was when like i will always remember baduism as like that album that helped me through that move to chicago and that was like my soundtrack that whole first like six months in chicago was was erica badu's baduism was also roots Illadelph, half-life and uh wu-tang's uh or no no and iron iron man Ghostface face killers album iron man those were like my, my my that was my soundtrack so when mama's gun dropped you know definitely there was a lot of anticipation and I just remember the uh, Bag Lady single with the uh, the same beat that uh, Dre used for Explosive from that Chronic 2001 uh, album. It was the same beat, and she kind of slowed it down. All the hood rats still shake it for me. All my true fans still check it for me.
1: It was, it was ringing. The album was ringing. You know, it was that moment that this album helped along with uh, D'Angelo's second record and D'Angelo too, in some ways, like it helped to define what people called soul, mm-hmm. right? And what I love about this record, about Mama's Gun, is that you hear so much Dilla on this record, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. like this, I mean, this is produced by a lot of different people and of course, Erica is part of the production team, but you know what what came to be known as the Soulquarians, mm. um, you know, including Questlove and Common and Dilla and Erica Badu herself, you know, kind of are, are the foundation of this record. And there's so much of Dilla's imprint um, mm-hmm. on this record. I think it's the second track that didn't you know?
0: Ooh, hey, I'm to oh you know, yeah, just,
1: that's a good one you know it comes on and that's and that's a Diller track and it just it takes you you know first of all these records are timeless and and it's, timeless. it's it's funny how quickly 20 years goes by and how 20 years then seems immediately then insignificant it's a blip in the eye of the universe and it's a blip mm. in the eye of like the recorded sonic history because of the timelessness of this record and the timelessness of Diller's production and also her voice you know people I don't know man like people compared Erica Badu to a lot of a lot of folks I think coming up but but one of the comparisons that I thought was apt is um she has kind of a, a timelessness that is reminiscent of Billie Holiday Yeah um,
0: I think that's right I think that's yeah. right minus the severe hardcore heroin addiction and managed to persevere and sort of explode. Yeah, but she you definitely hear it, and I think she's consciously harkens back to to i mean i think she consciously harkens back to all our sort of you know soul singing icon divas you know i mean i think she consciously brings us a little shaka khan she brings us you know uh bessie smith and and ma rainey and she brings us uh even even a little bit of uh, diana ross and kind of whitney too you know but also with like a b-boy flavor so in that way i mean you know she's in my top five so in a sense she also is uh Kind of like a like a DJ in a way of like she knows all the different kinds of sounds, you know, that speak to us that will wake us up, you know, and and still but still has a sound, a distinctive sound and style all her own. Well, she's so
1: conscientious of that legacy of that canon that she's in, you know, and I think she's, you know, constantly repping that, repping that in terms of her phrasing, in terms of the kinds of beats she's selecting. But even on this record, you know, she writes that song, which is in some ways is maybe one of the most powerful songs on the record, the Amadou Diallo song, the 82,000 mm-hmm. song with Betty Wright.
0: Right. Tonight's um, the night, look like Betty Wright, and I'm chilling. Right.
1: Right. And so, you know, I just love that she like pulled her and that Betty Wright was down to collab with, you know, someone who is like a big crossover pop star at this point. But just that Betty Wright also sees the lineage and the connection and the import of doing this record. And so, yeah, man, I love this record. You know, the On and On song is on this record. (laughs) You really do hear how much of a B-girl she is. Oh, yeah. And and, and yeah. of course, like this is on all of her records. And, and, and we know that about her now, you know, many, many decades into the game. But, you know, you hear that influence. You hear and you're right to say that like she really like her pen game is
0: is incredible. Yeah, it really is, man. Like, yeah, she's she's the illest, man. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, I'm looking now to the, the Stephen Marley joint, which, right. which by the way, is recorded It's one of my favorite, like, recordings, period. Like, it is just such a good, beautiful, well-engineered track. You hear so much texture and warmth and, like, uh, it's like one of my favorite best recorded songs ever, man.
1: And she got Roy Hargrove, the trumpeter, um, playing on, on this record. And and I think in some ways this album speaks to me to the elasticity of hip-hop aesthetics. That like, yes, Erica Badu is a soul musician. But because hip-hop is so pervasive, so encompassing, so allotting of the mixing of aesthetics and styles into its form, that this is a hip-hop record very clearly. But oh, it's yeah. a but it's a soul record, too. In the same way to me that Roy Hargrove is someone who is masterful at the trumpet, but is also a hip-hop head and is also yes. really making hip-hop music, even though he's reared in the foundations and disciplines of jazz, you
0: know? That's right. That is right. It is all and nothing at all. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like or, or like, or like <laughs> what,
1: uh, what, what No Name yeah. says, like everything is everything,
0: you know what everything I mean? Everything like, is everything. Yeah. And nothing is nothing. Wow. Be like water, son. You know uh, what I'm saying? Bruce Lee. Oh, actually, don't be like water. He just said be water, son. Be, uh, right. No simile. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is the same old new school. I'm one of your hosts, Idris Goodwin. And I'm Kevin Coble. And uh, we just talked about the Colossal second album by Erica Badu, which is celebrating its 20 year anniversary at the moment, but we cannot stay in the past for 2020 stays coming with some classics and some, and just the legends are out and swinging. The new jacks are out and swinging. No one's touring. So everyone is home just making hella tracks, which leads me to yet another major release from a major artist. I'm, of course, speaking about the new 2 Chains album, Kevin Koval, have you copped it yet?
1: Yeah, man, you know, I mean, look, this is one of the, I think, pleasures of this show is just like, you know, I think we already, we already stayed in tune with what was happening, but now just the kind of, you know, the necessity of like really digging in every week to what's being put out. And so this is, I mean, I, yeah, I want, I want to know what you think about this record. This is a 2 chain studio album, so help me God. It has a good amount of features on here. And well first of all I guess I'm mixed about this record for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. but I wonder what you think about even before we talk about the record like what is your opinion of 2 Chains prior to this to this listen
0: 2 Chains has one of my favorite features of all time like up there with like Method Man on the what you know Tupac on same song freeway on uh what we do is wrong, or I might have it flipped. That actually might be a Jay Z son or a freeway son that Jay Z is on. Anyway, which is his appearance on De La Soul's last full length album, mm. the, the Nobody album. He appears on one of those songs. I can't remember the name of it, but it's one of my favorite features. And the reason is because inside, two chains is a very underrated MC, and when i say that i don't necessarily mean content per se i think i just mean in terms of what the science of MCing is which is that he holds your attention he's got a very very solid flow and he's very clever very clever in a way that you know that you don't think about right and so i think he lives inside of this trap framework which yeah admittedly I'm not a huge trap music fan in terms of just the themes and the imagery that shows up a lot of times. I just, I find it a little, just, it can get a little boring to me. But as far as someone who, you know, he's someone who excels at it. And I think there's more to him than, you know, the trap box. And so I like Two Chains' sound. Like I like his voice, I like his energy he brings. It's like always a celebration when Two Chains rhymes, but he's not like hyped. You know, but there's something in his voice that's just confident. It's easy. He reminds me of Snoop in a way where he's just he's just got like star quality. There's just like nothing. This guy can kind of do anything. So I always enjoy 2 chains albums. My favorite 2 Chains album is the NCAA one he put out because it's about basketball. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so this one's cool. Like it's cool. It's not my favorite, you know, but it's consistent. And, uh, you know, my sister loves it. My sister's a big 2 chains fan. So for what it's worth, my sister, who is a trap music fan and is a 2 chains fan, really likes it. Well, and I think it's a good record. I, these are my two minds of
1: it, right? So I, too, am a 2 chains fan. I think sometimes the material, some of the tropes begin to be redundant, although I think to your point that he is really good about operating outside of that box. So I think that there are two ways that this record is operating that I love. One is that he, especially in the second half of the record, is doing some great autobiographic work, talking about kind of emerging from a certain condition, certain community, which I think is like in you know, some of the best tradition of hip hop, it's like aspirational in terms Mm -hmm. of its Mm -hmm. desire to achieve. And, you know, he says on South Side Ho, which is a great song that's dedicated really to Jay-Z, you know, and he talked Mm. about how Jay is someone who he is inspired by continuously. Mm. He says, I never had a pay stub, right? Mm. I'm from the gutter, diamond studded, I am too for real. Name another rapper that got a Versace shoe deal. I sold
0: pounds, I ain't never am uh, from the gutter, studded, I am for real. Name another rapper that got a Versace shoe deal.
1: Right. So I love just like in a very short period of time, he's doing that work that like, you know, when Flash and the Furious Five would, you know, kind of dress up in gear that, you know, it was really for the disco, but it'd be like aspirationally capitalist, you know? Exactly. Um, And and I I love that he's he's doing that in here. The second thing that he's doing for me is like he's so funny,
0: Two Chain,
1: yeah, you know. And he reminds like honestly, man, I think that Two Chain's is like he is he's a comedian because he's he's so exaggerated. And this is this is something that I think hip hop does so well is this kind of exaggerated bravado, this exaggerated narrative, the spinning of yarn, like really
0: in a tradition of dolomite.
1: You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's, what I
0: mean. Yeah, that's what I mean by he's a real MC. Like he's in the tradition. Like he's doing it's personality. That's what it is. It's like it kind of doesn't really matter what he's talking about. You want to be where he's at. You know, just like the life of the party, like the energy. I'm trying to think of what show or what series it was. Maybe it was a Netflix series. There's this documentary about him. Like he like broke his leg or sprained his ankle. And so he still has to go on tour. Oh, and you know that. what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah, incredible. And, and you just see the dedication. You see yeah, the, love, the, the, the love, the love and the and just how much of a professional he is. That's what I mean is he's a professional, like he's a yeah. professional rapper, like, you know what I mean? And it works. And he's, you know, he's another one of these guys I can see doing a Vegas show. You know, no, yeah, and it will be spectacular because as much as he because he, he is very good at rapping, um, he's very but, good at rapping, man He's but, he's and, got and, bars
1: and, and has for a long time, right He's had yeah. a really you know rich, robust career for a long time. I think that the thing about two chains that is so is more than even rapping, I think he loves performing. You know what yes. I mean? I think I think you see his love of performing. He has a very funny, ridiculous, poignant song on here. The the quarantine ten song uh, with the woman rapper whose name I. I probably should not utter um, but uh, but it's it's really it's ridiculous
0: okay my day was amazing her shot she say all the gym clothes, so she been feeling lazy
1: she you know what I mean that song but it's so funny and it's so poignant in some ways and I think part mm-hmm. of what we come to hip-hop for is its poignancy is like its ability to speak directly to is why rappers like shouted out their you know the the year or the date or the time mm-hmm. that they were writing or the block exactly. that they were on or whatever because it's like you, you we want it to speak to be poignant now the thing with the record though that is kind of troublesome or or you know obviously i'm curious as to what you think is like first of all you know lil wayne is on this record <clears throat> um you yeah, know, this and kanye west both the trump and boys. kanye west yeah i yeah, know right trump
0: boys are on here
1: well and rick ross and it feels it does feel <laughs> this album feels like a like a republican convention in some ways low-key yeah and Wayne, like the song that Wayne's on is called Moneymaker or something like that. I was exactly. talking about. It feels now post the endorsement yes. that yes. Wayne is shaking for the adulation and the singles of a, you know, white capitalist, you know, Contingency, like you know
0: for Trumping them, basically I mean um, this is I mean this is you know the real is it 's like two chains, man, there is this they rep for where they come from, and all that, and there is that, but there 's also man, a lot of this music is is bumping at the frat house, man, a lot of the like eric trump 's and Donald Trump juniors of the world this is their soundtrack too and it is that aspirational thing that that contingency is in rap music you know those people are rap fans too for sure and so yeah i mean there is that double edged sword to it and a lot of times when i engage with hip-hop that is kind of in this that that sort of walks that line between kind of the hood quote-unquote in the mainstream there is that complication and particularly you know guys like ross and guys like chains who I think are very aware of that and very much keep it consistent with that core audience and that kind of messaging. And it doesn't really bother me per se. I mean, I get it, you know, and they're they're doing their thing, you know, and those, you know, and who am I to say it? Everybody don't got to make records that, that speak to me exactly. So, but yeah, I feel you, man. And I noticed that I was just like, wow, he got he got Kanye and. a... And Wayne on here, man. Might as well just yes. have well, Trump. Might as well have Bill Barr, Bill Barr, whatever the dude's name is, the Attorney General. Might as well have him on oh, here man. doing a cameo.
1: Might get a Mike Pence song. You do a collab with mm-hmm. Mike Pence. It, it's interesting because I think he's so aware of some of this, though. Two Chains, you know, because he quotes uh, at the last song of the record is 55, and he quotes mm-hmm. a Charlie Chaplin movie, mm-hmm. like the that little mm-hmm. intro. Oh right, it's yes, a Charlie yes, Chaplin. Yes. Like Charlie Chaplin, I think, as Hitler or something like that. Right, yes, and, it's and in the it, Great Dictator. Yeah, right, and he says, the quote says, greed has poisoned our souls,
0: Mm -hmm. you know
1: what I mean? And then, which is on the same song, he says a great line, he says, you know what kind of home I came from, I got free lunch.
0: You know what kind of home I came from, I got free lunch.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. and so it's just, it's interesting, like how also maybe self-aware and cognizant, of course he is, you know, about this, but that, I don't know, man, there's something about, I think when hip hop gets paid and when hip hop, Goes pop when hip hop crosses not into the mainstream per se, but when it does begin to copy the mores of the capitalist center, it feels like something else a little bit too. You know,
0: I mean, we could that's that's its own little spin off show. Yes, I think so. No, yeah. I think because, because, I mean, you are dealing with, you know, I mean, we are in a class and a caste system, and you know, I think that. You know, people do aspire for that. They do want to buy their mamas a house. They do. You know, it's that same dream basketball players, too. You know, but what I do find is interesting, too, is we are also now in sort of the LeBron James era. And LeBron James, probably very much because of hip hop, also has a social awareness and a consciousness about what he's supposed to do in communities. And even and even, you know, the Kanye West's of the world, you know, there still is this recognition that they have some social responsibility you know, however it goes. And so you're right. I mean, it, that's what is powerful about that bar that even in the frat house, there's got to be at least one kid who's going to say what is free lunch, you know, and maybe that's nothing or maybe that's something. But, you know, I mean, that is the dichotomy, right? It's like we're going to we're going to party. But, you know, I also can sneak in some some messaging, too. So and that's that's the beautiful, complicated nature of the whole thing, too. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think 2 chain stumped for Biden, if I'm not mistaken,
0: but not that it matters. I saw either. that. No, I saw that. He was like, yeah, right now it's about talking about what's different. And I'm different, just like this song. <laughs> he for does real, the song, right? I'm different. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. for real. I know. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's
1: interesting. Yeah. 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 I, li- I mean, I, I think that there's a lot to be said for this record. This, this record is enjoyable to listen to, even as it's painful.
0: What is not painful, though, is that you're listening to Idris and Kevin Koval on the same old New School. You know, we're going to we're going to wrap it up here soon, Kev. But I, I know uh, one of your people is someone you actually introduced me to in Chicago years ago, who I'm really always impressed by is this MC out of Chicago FemDOT. Yeah, man, he, you know, he just
1: dropped a two-pack of, of songs. I think it's a buy one, get one free project. And it's, it's funny, man, we're talking about 2 chains, and It's like in stark contrast to having made it, right? Femdot is talking on a track with Saba called Lifetime. He's mm-hmm. talking about, you know, who's trying to make it for a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. That, like that's mm-hmm. that, trying to make it here for a lifetime. And I think the here is entrenched in the music, trying to stay here, trying to live here, trying to live. I mean, I am a big Fem dot fam. Fem dot is also from the South Suburbs of Chicago, who have incredible spitters, like just a rich tradition and history of, like in some ways, the South Subs maybe the equivalent of like Long Island to New York. Mm, you know, um, good to know. Yeah, and and and, and yeah, and Fem teams up with Saba for this for the first song, Lifetime. Another great song called
0: Back Home. You know
1: me, no like it was CNT. But yeah, man, thoughts? I mean you you gave it I love
0: I mean I love this sound, man. I love this sound very much. Like film dot, Saba, I mean, I love everything these guys put out. I mean they're they're like brands you can trust, man. It's like always quality, always, you know, it's technical but it's soulful that's what I love about it like it's just so Chicago in the sense that it's 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 relevant it's hip it sounds like what's next but it's like there's no cracks in it you know what I mean like it's just solid good music and um yeah it, it never disappoints I listened to it a few times um I just wanted more I was like yo where, where the rest you know what I mean like give me give me give me more give me more give me more but yeah no i love it i mean i love this you know trying to make it happen at the right time trying to make it hit for a lifetime somebody for the click for the lifeline grind all you want it ain't like mine you know i love that i love that you know Uh, so yeah shout out those cats
1: well, and I think they—they you know, both intimated they have a lot more coming, even in this year, right? A few months left on the calendar, and they—they still—they still got a lot coming, which is really exciting. Saba goes wild on the track as he—as he does. I mean, he says at the end, and like again, this is like indirect like contrast to the life of Rick Ross, right? He says, Mm -hmm. no Kylie colleagues don't hide in Hollywood. It's faker than buying bodies. They put money on your head. They buy your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. It made me think, man, in some ways, and this is probably like a spinoff show too, but like it feels sometimes like fiction is a kind of privilege. You know what I mean? That's a bar yeah no but i i feel like but but it's like you know thinking about like where Femme is in his career right where where saba even is in 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 his career it's like it just i don't know man i I just think about like as opposed to where rick ross is as opposed to where two chains you know is and you know these guys hopefully will get to that place that they are in my estimation just as talented You know, but I think that I don't know. I don't know if it's a different value system. I don't know what it is, but it does seem to me sometimes that like fiction. Yeah. Fiction is
0: a kind. of. See, I I find that. Yeah. My thought on this is I feel like these guys, some of these cats. I mean, some of these cats like like Jay-Z's perfect example, like Jay has themes he returns to, but he's constantly evolving. Right. There's growth. Whereas I listen to like a Ross album, it doesn't matter what year the Ross album came out. To me, it's like a prison. Actually, you know, you just are kind of stuck. To, yeah, it's just like you're stuck talking about the same stuff. And um, you know, to sound like Pusha T, it's like you know, a lot of these guys are like signing labels who are you know they're signed to one guy, who's signed to another guy, who's signed to another guy, and the projection of this independence, you know, it's kind of like uh, Trumpito, right? Which is like. Uh, you know somebody. You know, like they're talking about in Obama's new book, he 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 likens Trump to Richie Rich, and I said, much like Richie Rich, you know, the wealth is fictional and cartoonish. You know, right. it's like it's, yeah. it's 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 all an image. It's it's the projection of wealth. But most you know wealthy people, you would have no idea. They walk around in like bad tennis shoes and mom jeans, and you would never know. Well, that you know, I think but that's... it's the people stunting that are just like deep in debt. You know, you and I I's businesses are in better shape than a lot of these guys you know they're like so in debt i think i think we we both have an appreciation for the independent
1: spirit and the independent entrepreneurial nature of hip-hop and and i think you know that's why guys like fam and, and Saab i'll always listen to listen to more closely than than folks like rick ross you know and and even in some ways like folks like two chains fam ends the record his second record back home his solo record he says calls from labels not gonna visit i'm gone not sending no songs come see me at home
0: Look, calls from labels not gonna visit i'm gone not sending no songs come see me at home
1: I think I think that steadfastness Heart. of of just being like, I'm going to do it. We talk about this, you know, like let's do it our way. You know, shout out Frank Sinatra. You know what I mean? It's like it's like gonna do it gonna do it like, you know, this gonna do it this way because I believe in the integrity of, of this art form,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, this is uh, one of the many platforms Kevin Koval <laughs> and I are using to, uh, to build our empire in which, in which everybody gets hooded sweatshirts and free sneakers. This is the same on New School. Shout out Vocalo Radio. Always a pleasure, Kevin Koval. Any party works for the people. Just thank you for listening, and uh, always good to be with you, fans. Yes, indeed. It doesn't have to stop here. You can check out episodes of Same Old New School uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere where you get your podcasts. And, you know, after you listen, make sure that you rate that situation. Uh, We always appreciate it. And come see us on IG at at Same Old New School uh, on IG, which is where the Same Old New School show used to appear. But lots of ways to, to keep up with the squad.
1: Yeah, and if you want to hear any particular topic, maybe, you know, let us know,
0: slide in the DM. Yeah, hit us up. All right, uh, we out. Peace.